Welcome back to the Price Ball Podcast. This is the week of supply side. We're out uh, again. A few things on before the show starts. I wanted to hit the say, say it. Back in Vegas. Oh, I. <laughs> back yeah. in Vegas. Another year, another supply side. Thanks for having. It's me like back. once a year. It's cool. Yeah, it's like annual this. tradition. We get to pick up on a few things that we did last time, or see where things have gone. Um, although a year ago, years is like ten. You know, so I actually don't even remember what we talked about last time at all. So. You know, we, you, you know, we say a lot, it's on the wall, authenticity is undefeated, you know that you're going to get an authentic podcast because I don't even know what day it is right now, <laughs> so it's like, and ask me anything to the max and let's let's talk ghosts in the world and supply side and, and everything going on. Yeah, we, um, I think last time we podcasted it was in Chicago. Yeah. Um, was that the TMNT? Was that the Turtles Day? That was Turtles. Yeah, that was Mike's Turtle Turtle power. Power. Yeah. I'm scarred for life. Love you, Mike. <laughs> or me, uh clapping the things and not knowing what to say. Yeah. Guys, like yeah you guys you guys don't watch the channels, all right. <laughs> we watched like the first, like I, I gotta say like 900 episodes. seasons. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, there's a lot. I mean, it's becoming a little bit harder to keep going right? yeah. after all these yeah. years because the scale of the meetings gets bigger, the scale of the travel gets bigger, and the team gets bigger. Um, and like, look, we've always been really proud to show as much as we can without maybe, uh, yeah, I don't know, like, there's got to be an appropriateness line somewhere, but also as much as we can without maybe kind of um, giving our competitors like kind of a leg up, I guess, as part of it sure. too. So it's a fun, a fine line, like balancing the act. And, you know, it's got a little more challenge for us, but it's really important for us to keep going. For me, um, and this is natural with any business that's growing, but like when, when you guys served, like I knew you too. And so like watching you guys in your WeWork, like I, I could see you too doing your jobs and as stuff has grown there's more people on the channel that I just don't know yeah it's harder for me to like you know be as excited about that as I was when I was watching YouTube I went back to grab that clip of you in person Jim Stepani a couple of weeks ago and uh, yeah, I was talking about <laughs> and uh, dude I was like going through all these pictures of you guys in Chicago and stuff and yeah it was a different time yeah I mean the whole growth of like the team as well, like that's really important. And we don't want it to just be me and Ryan all over the channel. Just like sure. we, if you look very closely over the years, even though we work with some pretty, you know, even big name influencers, some of which were lifelong friends of mine and, and Ryan's, um, we don't feature them heavily in all of our content. Why? Because we want people to see themselves drinking ghosts or part of the ghost fam, part of the, you know, the lifestyle. Um, and that's really important. And I think today's influencer-led, especially CPG world, everything you're seeing out there, like some of these brands coming out, I would argue probably 90 to 95% of the people buying that product know are buying it because of that influencer. That's probably not sustainable. It's probably not really scalable. And I've said for years, whether it's like Max Shooting with Sour Strips or Christian Kuzman with Alphalete, the best sale that you're gonna make is someone who's buying that T-shirt who has no idea who the hell you are. Right, because they're buying it because the brand, they're buying it because the product, they're buying because of the quality. So seeing me and Ryan a little bit less and seeing more of just the team as it continues to grow, like that's actually a little bit by design because, you know, it's not, the brand's called Ghost, it's not called Dan, it's not called Ryan. And, you know, we said from day one, we're all ghosts and you're really seeing us start to embrace it as we've grown. I've stopped sending you these pictures. I think it's like, as like any friend who has a business, like you want to like kind of show them anytime you see their brand and stuff, but like, uh, I was still humbling. Yeah, I know. Never gets used. Never, never gets old. My, my dad goes nuts when he goes to Wegmans and there's like huge displays, I told you. But yeah. um, I was in Frisco, Texas getting gas at the gas station. There was a dude that was posted up on the wall of the 7-Eleven wall drinking a ghost energy. And I like that. Like, like you're, I looked at him and I was like, my guy. 
Yeah, it, but yeah. If, if the brand was still all about like lifting and, and it hadn't transitioned to be like, you know, we're all ghosts or kind of gotten into that phase where yeah. anyone can use it, like that guy wouldn't have bought something that was like so heavily into just fittings. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we've always wanted to try to avoid pigeonholing ourselves, I guess would be the way to say it. And, you know, we're big sneaker guys. We've talked a lot over the years about kind of a little bit of maybe the, the inspiration that Nike's kind of kind of lend us some, sometimes. And, you know, if you're not a basketball player, it's not really appropriate for you to shop Nike basketball stuff. Um, but you can still shop Nike if you're a runner because, like, they have running and, and so on and so forth, all these different categories, you know, football, training, yoga, skateboarding, lifestyle, whatever. Like, why can't we kind of do the same thing in our world? where it's not just powders and even within powders, not just sports nutrition, not just protein, not just hydration or greens or whatever. And there's plenty of brands out there that only specialize in one of those things. And look, they've done really well. Some, in some cases, they're still bigger than ghosts mm. at large in that one category. But for us, what our personal goal was, was not just that. It's like, okay, it's not just powder. It's not just beverage and even within beverage, right? Right now, it's really been energy drinks with, like we've, you know, trotted out some protein drinks. Didn't, didn't see, we can talk about that today and where, where that's at, where that's going. Well, we're excited to do more there. You know, there's, is there going to be foods in the future? You've kind of talked about that, hinted at it, you know, we've been working diligently for years on it. Merchant apparel is a big, big deal, you know, mm -hmm. denim jacket. I don't know, Ryan, Ryan said I look good. I wanted to ask you guys last night, like how much of your wardrobe is your own clothes? Like he had his flannel on that. Yeah. Like, so comfortable. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Ryan and I don't really go clothes shopping. And our entire wardrobe way. People say we, we dress the same. It's not, I mean, we guys, we have similar, similar tastes, but at the same time, like we get clothes from Alpha Lee and Ever Forward sent to us or Naka yeah. and then all the ghost stuff. And, you yeah. know, I think where we, where we kind of, what we do shop for is sneakers, you know? Yeah. Um, well, you yeah. have to shift the budget for that. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, look in the early days of being starving entrepreneurs, right? I mean, literally like Alpha Lee was the only, in, our sure. friends hooking us up or stuff ghosts making us all we had and frankly all we could afford so that was how i knew i made it was when i got on the adaka spam list you know oh yeah <laughs> um protein ITs. i think you, you could you, i normally wouldn't have brought this thing up but you kind of mentioned that there was some yeah. issues and there's something that's going on there. look aseptic manufacturing this type of manufacturing for that kind of product uh in the u.s is really tight right now and also in a bottle Right, you can go the Tetra Pak route. I personally am not really a Tetra Pak fan. The, my, the box thing? Yeah, and my understanding of it isn't just like the experience, but it's supposed to be more recyclable. But my understanding, and you know, I stand to be corrected if I'm wrong about this, but my understanding is that there's only a few facilities in the country that can actually recycle it. So even if the package can be more like recyclable or, or has the ability, it's not ending up there, it's ending up in the landfill. It's actually worse than a plastic mm -hmm. one. So, the experience and also the whole kind of recycling thing, which I, I'm not sure about Tetra, like, no, we want to be in a bottle. There's not a lot of line time. And look, we had a, um, you know, a partner that had agreed to produce X amount of bottles for us. And it wasn't a lot. And we were actually having trouble getting even that amount. And, uh, um, you know, based on how fast energy's grown, right. You've got these big partners in like Seven Eleven and Kroger, Right, mm -hmm. um, saying, "Hey Dan, like we see these protein RTs, we want them. Like guys, I, I'm sorry, I don't have any for you. Like I can't make enough. Like yeah, yeah but but GNC and Shop and where I'm like, yeah, but they don't need the same volume that you do. So I'm just supplying what I can, just trying to build the build the brand, build the product here, and it's kind of getting me in hot water. So just for all of that reason, where you're like, hey, like, we got to put a pin in this. Like we're gonna come back with, um, you know, hopefully a partner that can meet our meet our um, you know demand needs, 
uh, make sure they meet us where we need to be met on quality as well. There was some clumping issues in the early days, right? Um, so exactly. look, you know, um, so look, we, we want to make sure that we have a very high standard. And if it comes back, we're going to make sure that the 2.0, like everything we do, grow and get better, 2.0 is going to crush where we were for one, even though I thought one was pretty damn good too. I killed that case. I didn't yeah. know there was another one out there to be had, you know, it was kind of almost disappointing. But is are those lines being taken up by like your premier proteins and like your... No, they're being taken up by everything. Yeah. It's being taken up by like, you know, the almond milks of the world, okay. right? Or the creamers or the, the coffee RTDs or the flavored milks. I mean, it's all yeah. the same generally type of type of stuff. Um, Shelf-stable, aseptic, you know, manufacturing. Yeah. So there's just not a lot. And, and those lines are incredibly expensive to build. I mean, 40, 50 million dollars is what I've been told to build one. So that's not exactly an option either. Wow. So do you have that like on your, on your like, is that like a goal for you guys? Or do you like kind of know when that's going to happen? Yeah, it's a goal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a massive goal. It was one of the company's goals this year. We didn't succeed there. Um, but, uh, you know, we're going to do everything we can. It's kind of heartbreaking. But energy's doing so well on its own. Yeah. Too. It's like, I feel like that's probably a big thing. Yeah. I mean, look, energy, like never in a million years. Right. And I think we, we told the story here before. But, you know, Ryan and I historically were not energy drink guys. Why would we be? It was sugar and caffeine for the most mm -hmm. part. Right. And. Um, there wasn't really an added function, a real delivered added, added function, I think, or efficacy at any of these things. And we get caffeine from tons of other sources during the day. So I was like, well, why would I drink one? And in 2018, 2019, we started looking at what people were buying with ghosts. It wasn't ghosts. And over and over, it was energy drink, energy drink, energy drink. So I said, hey, like, can we make a good one? You know, can we say, okay, you know, we're going to use the ghost design and, and the ghost flavors, but hey, our, our, our flavor partners, the Authentic Flavor Labs, are they down to do this with us? When they said yes, like, oh, that's really interesting. Can we bring over um, some efficacy that we think people will appreciate? And can we be fully transparent about what's in the can to deliver that on that promise of energy drink plus that I think that trend had, had started? And we kind of figured out some some cool ideas there. Um, like we got really really excited by it. And then of course, like you know, Anheuser Busch, the story there where head of sales hits us up, hey, I'm a fan, I buy your product. Like, have you ever thought about beverage? We said yes. Hey, maybe we can help each other. Boom. Sign a big distribution deal with them and trying to innovate every facet of energy drink, even down to how we, you know, deliver the product, right? And distribute mm -hmm. the product. And yeah, it's just taken off. Never in a million years, I think. Like right now in the US, it's somewhere around seven hundred and fifty or so cans of ghost energy are being sold a minute. Wow. Yeah. And that's can, 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 can. Yeah. I mean, look, dude, it's the most humbling, crazy thing. And like from from my perspective, it's the coolest thing because you know, um, this past weekend, of course, when we were young, right? yeah. um, email, pop punk, you know, festival tugging in my heartstrings, it's in my blood, right, for life. And we were inspired by all those things from the very outset of Ghost. Maybe it came through in, in the content, right? We are using some of the music, um, going to shows and on the channel, um, maybe in some of the design that would come through, right? But like, you know, how does a pre-workout company, lead company or protein-led company like organically or authentically interact at when we're young festival even if the people there are protein users themselves which you know and a lot of them might be doesn't really make sense so the coolest part of what goes energy is nothing to do with the size or the scale it's that it's given us the authentic permission to like get out there and partner in all these really cool places that look it's beyond a dream come true i posted on my twitter i know it's kind of cheesy but like i never had the balls big like you know to, to dream as big as where some of this has gone so it's been the most humbling, like coolest thing, I think, for me and, and for Ryan. And I know uh, this weekend in the email nostalgia when we we're young, it definitely has me on my feels about all that. But like it's it's been it's been really cool. So it's kind of a cool genre because a lot of it has to do with like getting out of that small town and yeah. doing the big stuff. Um, 
So, okay. So uh, earlier this year, you guys announced your like eight and a half ounce cans that are consumption on premise. Yeah. That, are you guys do, getting like into bar scenes? It's because like at that event, we were at 16 ounces. Yeah. Which makes sense for carrying it around. Uh, like if you notice at the, um, uh, not the flex of Boosh for a sec, but like in the cabanas or the tables that they had, maybe not on the second day when when you were there, but generally for their, the buckets of ice are all the 8.4 ounces oh, okay. as, as mixed. I always saw 16. And a lot of times the bar backs are using 8.4s because it's more um, efficient for them to kind of do the do the pours when they're cool. mixing it, mixing a drink. So yeah, the goal of the goals of the 8.4 are on premise, like in hospitality. So it's getting into restaurants, getting into bars um, for the festivals. It's been huge um, as well. You know, we signed a big deal with Live Nation and also with Insomniac this year. So nationwide partner, all the Insomniac festivals, like eight million plus people a year go to those things. You know, obviously EDC Vegas being the right. you know, the crown jewel and the and the biggest one. So that's really kind of where where those are going. So um, my question is like like I'm a Jersey guy. Mm -hmm. like what point can I go to the Jersey Shore and order? Because I could order a Red Bull vodka. Yep. When can I order a Ghost Energy vodka? So look, um, brick by brick mindset a little bit, but sure. it's also the you know kind of busting your way in mindset a little bit. Um, Red Bull, one of the coolest, most aspirational, influential brands uh, in the history of planet Earth. Um, they've also done a really good job at locking down the real estate, and a lot of time. Some of these bars may, you know, be contractually committed to exclusively serve serve Red Bull as an energy drink. I think it's hard to break through. Sure. So I think like what we can do is make the most of the opportunities that we do get, do a great job, execute, drive as much like cans and hands, as much trial and good times, good vibes, um, and like kind of social, you know, social like kind of um, you know, share of, of that as possible. And ultimately that will kind of impact and, and get into in front of the people making the decisions down at the Jersey yeah. Shore or wherever. So happy to see that we've gotten into some really big kind of hospitality groups uh, in several big cities for next year. They are all going to debut kind of Jan Feb. And that's another big reason why you might have seen on the channel or, or I don't know if, it, if we leaked it somewhere else recently too, but we've been working on an OG flavor as well. Mm -hmm. So Ghost putting a modernized spin on traditional energy drink. Not trying to rip anyone off, not trying to knock anyone off. It's more of like saying, okay, you know, obviously there's a demand for your classic RBV or there's that energy drink and, and vodka kind of flavor profile. How can we modernize? How can we elevate it? So I think you're going to find the flavor a little bit crisper, a little more refreshing, um, slightly more sweet, but not syrupy, no caramel color, no color in any ghost energy, of course. Um, and then, you know, our formula, but it's just a half formula, right? So 100 megs natural caffeine and, and so on and so forth. So really pumped to kind of continue to get those things out there. Um, and like, look, like, like everything we've done, man, authenticity, like it's just inspired by what we're doing and sure. what we've all been doing for since the history of time. If anything, like Matt Stafford, one of the DJs, he, this is like my brother, but one of the DJs we work with, he's like, man, Ghost Energy saved my life. Cause he used to have like a tub of legend in the DJ booth with him and be doing like a scoop of legend in, but I'm like, bro, you really shouldn't be doing that. You know, please do not try this at home. Disclaimer, don't see those. Um, but, uh, it's like, you know, Ghost Energy a little more, yeah, a little more we'll maybe see. appropriate for that, uh. For that that purpose what i like um i think the activation at the concert for the festival was one of the coolest parts and it you know it was showing some i got some pictures video i'm going to talk about it but uh i was I, I think i was way more compelled about like the ghost energy brand than i ever was like there's some like monster red bull girl type event thing you know like the mini cooper with the can it's cute and everything yeah. but like i don't think a lot of people relate to that in any way it's cool it's interesting but like a lot of people were walking around that booth like I remember this stuff. This is part of my childhood. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's part of ours. Like, the whole thing, um, you know, I don't think I'm special. Me and Ryan joke all the time that we're not special. And a lot of Ghost has been built on just the stupid stuff that us and our friends were doing way back. 
when. Mm-hmm. And we're just like, we can't. I mean, maybe we were a little weird in some ways, but like, there's gotta be other people do this too. Yeah. Like, there's there's not other people mixing up pre and throwing on some like you know pop punk or emo tunes to go hit the gym, dropping in and playing a couple rounds of Tony Hawk or FIFA or Madden. Like, you know, while you're kind of waiting for the pre to kick in, while you're while you're booting up a little bit, that we do that to we still do that. with Call of Duty, right? <laughs> Start the process, we call it. Um, you know, and like instead of coming up with some marketing formula or strategy, and everybody congratulates us on our marketing, like I'm always appreciative and humble, but like there really is no marketing. It's like we're just, this is like what we do, this is how we live, we're just sharing it. And instead of creating a brand built on this, built on the, like a false pretense of look at this bodybuilder and you got to eat this way, sleep this way, train, we're just like telling the truth. Here's what we're doing. Come and do it with us, guys. Mm-hmm. You know, just come, just come hang. Yeah. Right. And I think you hopefully that comes through at that booth. Yeah. And and one like distinction, so cool to see a bunch of like ghost hats and shirts and stuff in the wild too. That it, those were for sale at the festivals. People just rocked them. Right. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. And if ghosts can kind of become get in that emo scene, it's gonna be a really special thing for me personally. Um, but like look, some of these other other energy drink brands, I don't know if you know this, but the only way you can get their merch or apparel is if you're an actual athlete. Okay. And so it's a very elite thing and an aspirational thing, and that's cool. That's the obstacle we want to do. Sure. We want to create a community. Like I'm so, when I see someone rocking that ghost hat out there, I want to go like give them a high five. You yeah. Know, and get in the pit with them. Um I mean that happened for us. Yeah. What well, was it a stage of the day? Yeah. That was yeah. cool. It was a cool moment. Yeah. So yeah. so cool. Um, okay. So 2024 is coming up. I know you wanted to hit a couple things. I want to make sure we keep moving on the podcast. What are we talking about that's coming out soon with you guys? Yeah, we'll look, we'll look, 20, yeah, like 2024. I mean huge year it's a we're gonna turn eat unbelievably um and like look i think this year the big thing that ghost did um is maybe not really the sexiest of years for us right we scaled the shit out of energy i mean it's now in 70 percent of grocery and convenience stores a lot of work had to go on behind the scenes from manufacturing from qualifying new manufacturers from making sure supply chain was you know, our testing all that stuff is up to par making sure our people our infrastructure like you know, from an innovation perspective, that that's maybe a little bit of a slower, slower year in some cases. And look, we still had some bangers this year too, between you know, Sour Strips, the Cinnabon, um, you know, like Legend V3, which especially globally has really taken off for us because now we can finally get product all over the world. It's compliant. It's a little more like economical, mm-hmm. I think, for a lot of people. Five extra servings and, and stuff, and I think that that's done. That's a little well for us. The expansion of all out. Like, so a lot of good stuff happened this year. But overall, for me, the big achievement of Ghost this year wasn't really innovation driven it was like scale driven and making sure we're able to scale in a sustainable way in a safe way in a way that's going to continue to put us in position to win in the future third one yeah year 2020 is a similar year where we obviously ghost did greens uh we unveiled energy together uh gamer like it was, a, it was yeah. there was a lot of innovation but uh when the end of the year came around you and i were talking about how you guys restructured the company mm-hmm. like they're like your the things that you were excited about and proud of were in because it set up that 21 yeah right and look shawl said that 2020 in his opinion for ghost was the best year of any sports nutrition brand in in like history which that's a massive claim that i would never you know say is true or not but like we did a lot of work to set up the future and i think this year was a lot of work to make sure that we can kind of um uh execute on the on the stage that we find ourselves on right so next year though one thing i'm most excited about is kind of a return to focus on powder innovation you know, very aggressive with powder innovation. We have a lot of new SKUs coming. I think we're going to expand the all-out brand and some other categories. I think there's some some products that we've been talking about for a long time that are probably going to finally come out. One of them being like a Ghost Sleep, right? 
Um, I think like, you know, even with Legend and Legend V3 and the global, like, you know, um, kind of takeover this year with it, it went so well in some markets that it, it's almost funny because we almost defeated our own purpose. Where now, like, Legend V3 has grown, like, you know, uh, a few multiples times in like Australia, New Zealand. We almost need to start manufacturing on there. So we're starting that process now. And if I start manufacturing Legend in Australia and New Zealand, guess what that means? Like, the global compliance thing in the U.S. almost goes away. So I don't know. Is next you're going to have Legend before where you say, hey, this is for the U.S.? Because now I don't need global compliance because now it's, the, that move to V3 helped us scale abroad. Now I'm going to manufacture abroad and kind of go back to this geographical kind of localized approach. It's, it's an interesting thing. I don't know if I saw that coming, but it's a really cool, really cool win, really cool pivot, right? Um, on the beverage side, uh, Ghost Hydration RTDs, um, we've... Uh, really excited for that you know i think we're trying to attack that category the same way we did energy which is with um a little more efficacy mm-hmm. and authentic flavors um so that's going to be hitting you know shelves nationally at you know gnc volume shop um and uh, a lot of the big boys like kroger 7-eleven circle k um, so that's gonna be launching really big in, in january as resets progress next year so that's going to be huge and i'm very confident and next year is finally going to be the year you see our first food item so, okay, lot going on. Cool, lot going on. Uh, all right, we'll want to talk about that later. I'm sure you don't want to talk about that too much with both foods. Look, Ghost is turning eight. Okay, there's a lot of brands that are turning eight days old and I already have foods out. <laughs> so, what the heck has Ghost been doing for eight years if we don't even have a freaking protein bar? But look, as a joke over the years, like if we were going to do something, it needs to be special. I don't want to go to you know the the bakery you know whatever's of the world i'm not trying to pick on those guys specifically just in general i don't want to go to this like white label manufacturer get the same bar that everybody else is making because look we you see this herd mindset in functional foods for the last few years quest bar gets hot everybody wants to make a quest bar right outright bar gets hot everybody starts making outright bar Mm -hmm. right a brownie gets hot right ike with the brownie everybody's got a freaking brownie rice krispies everyone's got so like we still i'm gonna stay out of that fray Mm-hmm. Like, go kick each other's butts down there in the in the mosh pit of functional foods. We're going to take our time, and if we come out with something just like energy, where we took our time and tried to innovate every facet of it, even stuff that people aren't really thinking about, I think that's what we're doing. So, cool. ultimately, I'd love to have a bar out. We're going to try to make that bar as innovative as possible, not going the white label route. But I think there's some other foods that, you know, a lot of other brands that people aren't really talking about yet that I'm really pumped for. And I can promise you that I think people would expect this from us now, too. The way we're going about it, how we do it, is going to be totally different than I think you've seen really before. Yeah. So, cool. Innovate I, innovation. Like innovate what it means to be innovative. I was interested if whether or not you're actually going to commit to like a bar style because like you, foods are cool. When you say food, I think food. food. I don't think bars. I think of. I'm using right. that as like an umbrella term. Yeah. I think sure. we might call it ghost eats. I don't know. Interesting. Um, like yeah. this is an umbrella catch all. Yeah. But like yeah, a bar should be part of that portfolio. Yeah. That might not be the first thing out though. Cool. Right. So. Interesting. Okay. Um, you forgot, you, you did TMNT V2 this year, which is yeah. a big one. Um, how many of those kinds of collabs are you guys going to be redoing as, like, are there, is that you do every single year? Do you feel like that's going to keep that, like, in? I don't know. Um, you, you know, it's all, it, like, anything in life, movies or whatever, um, you, you want to time it right, right? Like, you don't want to go one sequel, you know, too many, and then all of a sudden, like, you kind of cheapen the whole thing. 
So I'm not sure. Like we're talking about if we want to do TMNT V3 next year. Maybe we take a quiet year. Like I don't know. Um, I think generally collabs right now. Like look, collabs have become a little bit oversaturated. Um, they become a dive a dozen. So execution really becomes the name the name of the game. I think. And not just the execution, but I think the most important thing, which you've heard me talk about before, is the why. If you're doing a collab, if you're a brand owner out there doing a collab, why are you doing it? Just because you think that's the trend and, oh, I got to grab a piece of the pie. Um, I'm going to slap this third-party logo on my product, adding a lot of complexity and dollars to my life to just go get a piece of the pie. That's a silly reason. You can do better. All of us can do better, right? This year, the reason we launched Cinnabon is because, number one, it allowed us to... Um, uh, make a vegan licensed protein skew. Number two, they'll let us use Cinnabon globally, where right now the other protein-like licenses we have are only in North America, right? And then number three, authenticity, we're able to use the Makara Cinnamon, the official Cinnabon Cinnamon in the product. Yeah. Without those three things, that we wouldn't do it, right? And we say no to collabs now all the time. So we're, we're working on some ideas, but I think from Ghost, you're gonna see like less collabs um, and you know more Ghost flavors, more innovative things. And are like, I don't know, I mean, one of, the coolest stops we did this year, in my opinion, was Sour Trips. Yeah. That's homegrown. Yeah, it's technically a collab. We'll say it's a collab, but that's our buddy Max Shuni, who's a pre-day one ghost family member, started his own candy company. It's kicked serious ass, broken every rule along the way of doing it. Um, so for that to get to a place where, you know what, it makes sense to do a ghost collab, people were demanding it, people were excited for it. Like, man, I was really excited for him, and I was really pumped that we were able to do that together. So, okay. More of those doors. It's been building up to that max club for a while, right? Like all of the clubs that he's done, everyone every year was like, you know, this is going to be Sour Strips and Sour Strips. Yeah. I like that you guys waited long enough. I thought like, that was like a good storyline. Do you see yourself doing Sour Strips again, though? Um, I don't know. People might riot, you know, if we don't. Yeah. Um, well, I will, I, will, I will say, I will leak one thing, though. Um, you know, uh, you know, next year from an energy perspective, um, you know, Face Pop this year was one of the top performing energy SKUs at 7-Eleven. It was 7-Eleven exclusive and Gene um, so we're expanding Phase Pop beyond 7-Eleven and National Launch. We're bringing back Straw Bango. It's not going to be with Max's beautiful face on it. I think we did leave a little duty Easter egg on there, but Straw Bango is coming back and coming back big um, nationally. And I think like you know part of part of how we're looking at all that and making Maxi Poo, you know, kind of part of the story and hold on it is like potentially a further expansion of of Sour Strips too. And so a lot of a lot of ideas, no shortage of them here. But like I've always said, man, it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. So. It, dude, it's drop culture is funny and, and it's very interesting because people will make up things in their minds. Like, you guys did not say that Strong Mango is going to be coming back. It, you you gave away, like, the, in my opinion, the bigger collab. You're like, it's sour strips. And the morning of the post, like, still, like, weeks and weeks and weeks, people were like, I think Strong Mango is going to drop with it. I think it's just going to be a surprise drop with it. People loved that. You yeah. know, like, people have been asking for sour strips for so long, but they love Straw Bango so much that. Yeah. They wanted to see it back. Dude, those types of debates are all any brand owner could ever ask for. Right. You know, like people love the flavors so much that they are fighting over which one should come back. They want them both to come back. Which one's their favorite? You know, like that's all. That's, yeah, it's so humbling. It's We're so appreciative of it. We take none of this for granted. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, we just hope that uh, we can continue to hit home runs in that way. That's awesome. So that's really cool. Speaking of home runs, Ryan said I'm not allowed to show you the label. So I'm gonna do this under the table, all sketchy like. And you're just gonna have to trust me. I'm not putting anything nefarious into this drink. But this is a sneak peek of ghost hydration. And like, look, 
favorite flavor. I've gotten sprayed all over the channel for saying this before, right? S Swedish Fish, so my favorite flavor of Ghost Legend. Um, and that will be coming back to Legend next year. Um, but uh, this is my personal weapon of choice, I think, out of the, the first, uh, first five hydration flavors that we're launching. Um, Kiwi Strawberry, which obviously has legs and roots in Ghost Hydration, the powder. So this is my, my personal pick. Um, what do you think? What? Um, that's my favorite version of that flavor that done. Like that's better than the other ones. That's sweet. Appreciate it. That's really good. I don't give anything whale like with specifics, but that's, that's really, really good. And it's exactly, it, it tastes like a hydration drink. Yeah. Right. If you know yep. electrolytes, you did a really good job with like, that's all into it. Good. Yeah, exactly. You, when you know, a hydration drink that has a proper amount of electrolytes in it, it's going to have like a higher viscosity than just water, right? Or mineral mm -hmm. salt. Um, so like, we want to lean into it and like, can you build a flavor system around like almost highlighting that mouthfeel? Mm -hmm. So the word that I would use to describe the, this kiwi strawberry is like jammy. It's almost got like a jammy kind of vibe to it. Yeah, right? I understand. So it's almost like, you know, it tastes a little bit like, and this is like completely like hypothesis, but let's just say like hypothetically, like you got really high and had like leftover like jam packets from like Chick-fil-A, like hypothetically, you just like squirted them in your mouth a little bit. Hypothetically, okay. like it would, you know, kind of, kind of, kind of be like that. Okay. Yeah. If you add like Pedialyte, like you definitely know what like high electrolyte tastes like. Yeah. You guys did a great job of using and leaning into it. So I know Ryan said you can't show the label, but to, to like if you, I know that the beverage category is hot. I know that hydration is going to be hot. I'm sure there's going to be other brands entering the space. If they have a dietary supplement label on that product, there's a lot more flexibility as far as what they can put in there from a doses perspective. And it all has to do with gross, like what's been certified, like from a safety perspective. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is really boring and technical. I know. I know but, yeah. but like, look, like one thing, and this is crazy to me personally, is like pouring ingredient I love. Ingredient I take a ton of, especially before I play hockey, which is why there's a lot of it in Ghost Hydration, the powder. We didn't use it in the RTD because taurine's like gross amount in a conventional beverage, so having a nutrition panel on it, it was something really low, like a couple hundred milligrams. I'm like, I, I don't want to explain why it's so underdosed by our standards, so I was like, yeah. no, we're just not, not using it, right? Um, did you guys consider using a supplement backs panel for it? Like what was the reasoning for the, I think from a retailer perspective and I think like from an aisle perspective for it to go big and broad, I don't think, I don't think that's an option. Interesting. So as far as the reasons why I actually don't really know, but some of these are just kind of the rules of the market. Currently. It's also so, just impressive that like that, that you think people look at the back of the box, you know, like I would almost put that on the back of the bottle because I don't think that consumers even look or care. They're, well, you know, well that's, but yeah, but you know, I, my strong belief here, right? Formulate for the 1%, build the brand, the market message for the 99. Yeah. And I know like that 99% of people do not care if there's 300 milligrams of taurine in there or, you know, two grams or somewhere or, or I'd probably like to see it. They probably don't care. They probably don't even know what taurine is. But I, again, I feel responsible as a brand owner, specifically as like Ghost, to know like, look, like for the 99% of people who are buying this product, they are trusting me to give them something that's good. That's fair. Right? Something that's been thought out. Yeah. And so... Um, whether agree or disagree, something that's been thought out and has a why, right? I'm mm -hmm. a very, I, I feel like being deliberate is really important in life. Like when, when I was a flight instructor, I used to tell my students, hey, if you want to fly the airplane upside down, I'm cool with it. But if we're upside down, you don't intend to be upside down, you got a fucking problem, right? <laughs> and I think that's true of anything in life. It's definitely true of this. Like there's, we want there to be a purpose and like a concept behind what we do. So yeah, so we, we created the best product we could within the confines of a uh, conventional beverage label. 
a brand that, you know, humbly and proudly has grown to our size and scale, we, you know, need to make sure we follow the rules down to the yeah. nth degree. Um, and look, you know, some of the big, even uh, licensed partners they work, I can look at their packaging of a food item and finally four, four errors, mm -hmm. right? And error is a strong word, but it's just four ways that they're maybe kind of bending the rules. Like we now, we are doing everything. We're not perfect. No one's perfect. But we are doing everything we can and have surrounded ourselves with great consultants and lawyers and, you know, a primary MPA, all that, to ensure that we are doing everything right and leading by example because, look, we know everyone's watching. So yeah. this one we formulated to the nines within the confines of conventional beverage. We have some really cool functional ingredient um, features in there as well. We're using one of my personal favorites, Synactive, um, in the in the product too. Um, so I'm, I'm pumped for it to come out. I think I think it's a step forward, right? And look, if someone's going to come out with a dietary supplement, you know, ready to drink, that's formulated like you know, like a, to a full supplement, and good for them too. I think this one this one is trying to toe that line, and it's also going to be broadly distributed. So yeah, and look for people who really want the efficacy, anyways. Ghost Hydration, the powder, like in my opinion, is one of the best in the market. And a lot of a lot of other brands and products have like now followed suit with similar yeah. formulas too. You're weighting convenience here heavily. Like if yeah. you actually really care about all those things, you should be going the powder. I was telling Derek this morning at breakfast when, you know, I was talking about like kind of like the history of Ghost. When I, when we really kind of first started partnering with you, we got a lot of flack over like, you know, quote unquote, underdose, underdose products. Mm -hmm. And when Legend V2 came out, I was like, Go buy this product and tell me it's not like the most cost effective pre-workout. You, know, you get enough out of everything. Sure, it's not, you know, 500 milligrams of caffeine or whatever. But you're gonna have a good experience and improve your workout no matter what, mm -hmm. consistently. You can take this every single day. And that's what I feel about like, like especially with RTDs. Yeah, this is gonna, this is gonna hydrate you better. I and mean, that's, that's the entire goal. We live in a more is more society, especially in America. And I don't believe in that. I actually wanna put less stuff in my body and get maximum results out of it. And until you can tell me that 15 grams of citrulline is going to work better than the four or six that I'm taking right now, I don't want the 15. And the fact that we have kind of almost incentivized this culture, especially within sports nutrition of like, I got 15 eights and everything's an arms race. I'm like, dude, I, I just view it differently. I want to put the least amount of ingredients in my body to get the maximum results and ultimately have the best, you know, training session or whatever I'm supplementing for right. to ultimately live my best life. Right. So it's it, the more the more thing has never really been our game, and um, but we you know uh, do our absolute damnedest to stay um, on top of all the latest research. Have great relationships with the R and D teams and the you know brand ingredient vendors. Um, obviously, this is supply side week, so that's a lot of what this week is about. Talking about the latest and greatest research, new ingredients coming out, and all that. We always want to be at the forefront of that. So we are. I think we have a history now and demonstrate history of listening to feedback and leveraging all this new information to v2 v3 v4 v5 like we're not yeah. we, we're not too proud to say hey we made improvements right uh gamer with v1 yeah early on i said you guys a little bit of feedback i actually didn't even explain to you tear energy two on the, energy two. On the b buttons yeah and, yeah and you guys took the advice and that's one of the one thing i i share that to people i'm like ghost people are like you know you never say anything bad about ghosts which is untrue like when I did share feedback, it was listened to and it was it was changed. You know? Look, we talked throughout time. Day one we launched, we were seventy five percent like disclosed in our label, we, and we thought having like a rules of brand seventy five percent transparent was a massive step forward for the industry, and it was. But for whatever reason, maybe because of how accessible we were personally on at the time, Snapchat and social media, whatever, like people said, hey, why aren't you fully transparent? And we said, you know what, you're right. And on the very next run, hey guys, on the very next run, we're going to go fully transparent, and never look back. I'm actually happy that that whole thing happened. Because it lets us tell that story of like we listened. Yeah. What other brand does that? 
And again, like we're not too proud. We don't think we're better. Like we just we think we listen, and we also think we enjoy the shit out of this more than that one. That one, I will say, we probably enjoy this more. And hopefully, you saw it while we were on this weekend. Like yeah. we, we enjoy what we do more than um, I think most people. So this is orange. Cool. By the way, we use natural colors in these two. Oh, so. these are going to be colored because they're in clear bottles. I'm assuming. I think categorically, like look, this doesn't need to have colors in it, sure. and I said I can. We do use colors, but they are they are naturally colored. I will say this: there is an SBK blue coming. We're struggling to do the blue naturally because that's just a hard color to do. I, don't know, I actually don't know what we're doing there yet. We might go no. I don't know what we're doing, but like, look again, we're we're seeing the feedback. Like, I have no problem with artificial colors. If I go down because of artificial colors, I did not live hard enough. Okay, same thing with Sucralose. I mean, I do not have a problem with Sucralose. And people saying the research, research actually, one of the studies showed a, a improvement in like kind of, you know, the, yeah. the, the microbiome. But um, regardless, we're using natural colors in these. The SBK Blue, I, I don't know if we're going to get there naturally. We'll find out. But for the rest of them, they are natural. So this is a, an orange. Cool. Probably so really we try, orange. We try to go juice, man. Yeah, like fresh squeezed. That's really straight up. There's no other citrus, or it's straight up orange juice. Yeah, uh, but it's lighter than like an orange juice. Like, yeah. I wouldn't want to drink orange juice while I'm working out or like doing like a sport or something. Like, this is like drinkable and like viscosity. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. What I've been doing is like drinking like about half a bottle, throwing um, uh, like size unflavored in it. Oh, cool. Filling it back up with water, drinking an intro. I was gonna say if you watered these down, they'd be great. Again, yeah. still, yeah. if you had it got fully transparent, you and I might not become friends too. Yeah, so that whole thing with with uh, the video, <laughs> the non-proprietary protein blends. Oh, well, I think that was always one thing we would really wanted to do. That whole yeah. like you know because protein is interesting. That's like less about a proprietary blend and more of just like talking, just teaching people about the different grades of protein right which is yeah. funny like in our industry people don't understand that but people totally get it when you go to the store and buy 93 seven ground beef like it's the same yeah. same type of thing that we're talking about here but um and look i don't know knowledge power yeah. and we always try to be a brand to be transparent and educate and then look we really challenge all of our partners like on the branding green front to make sure that their information that they put out is you know accurate easily accessible and easy to digest for the consumer because like, look, I don't need to go out there and talk all about some of these ingredients. Like, they should be doing that. But by using it in the right amount on my label in a transparent dose, people can go and if they care, right? As we said, the 99% sure. probably don't, but the 1% who do, the information's all out there. Yeah. We talk a lot. I mean, like, obviously, you and I talked a lot about how our demographic and, like, price as consumer typically is, like, a really, really engaged consumer. And I've been trying to dial that scope back a lot. Trying to make content that uh, you know, like my mom could at least appreciate when she goes to buy her next fish oil. It's difficult, like, but I do think overall the group of people who pay attention to what they're putting in their bodies is steadily growing every year. Yeah, yeah, hope so. I mean, I mean, yeah, like, I mean, I think we all hey, it should be a growing a better mindset. I know it's not sometimes, but it should be a growing a better mindset for everybody out there. And yeah. as more um, as more information comes out, as more information stays out there and kind of is in more in the public domain or the common kind of domain, yeah. I'll say. Like, it's it's cool to see where, where all that goes. Again, if you can level up, starting with yourself or your brand, your company, and then your community, you know, your industry maybe, if you can like level the whole thing up, everybody wins. For sure. All right, end up here. What's uh, what's your like favorite thing you did this year? Outside of uh, scaling post energy, it was like a good event or something to do this year that was the pilot. I mean, you know, you're asking me that two days after, like when we were young, I'm still like, 
you know, high in the side size age ranging with Simple Plan right now. So um, Winter Reno is always one of my most favorite ones. And part of it, again, has to do with uh, what I showed you, which if you're gonna throw it up in here, here it is, bang. Uh, you know, I sent, I sent Ben, send this guy my high school yearbook photo um, <laughs> because I said that my favorite uh, my favorite song, I, I went with two, I broke the rules, I went two. You did. <laughs> yeah, Q Without the E by Taking Back Sunday. Were they yeah. last year's? Yeah. 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 And uh, Third Engine from Saves a Day. And, you know, to have Saves a Day 19 years later to date myself for everyone playing at home, okay, playing on the ghost stage at when we were young, what the fuck? Yeah. Right? Like, it was tough to, like, not get, like, choked up a little bit about that. Yeah. And like I said, I never even had the balls to dream that big. And um, it's just so cool. And the lesson, again, is, like, you know, brick by brick, you know, focus on the things that really move the needle and make the most impact, right? Um, speaking to, like, brand owners out there, right? Your, your people, number one, your products, number two, and your partners, number three. You do that and just, like, keep trucking forward and do your best to get better every day. You stop, and I suck at this part, but you stop, and you kind of look in the rear view, and you're like, holy crap, look what we accomplished. And a moment like that kind of puts all that in a full yeah. context. So, like, look, I see the couple hundred thousand people there, like, raging, enjoying it, and, like, you know, it didn't feel like a corporate sponsorship. Like you said, everyone's hanging out and just be part of, I don't know, man, it's the most special, um, humbling, kind of coolest thing. And, like, look, if there was even one person there that found goes for the first time, who then ultimately goes and, you know, buys one of our powders, protein powders, goes and finds Price Plow, goes and watches its podcast. I mean, that like loop too is maybe for me what one of the coolest parts, the other cool, the other secondary thing yeah. of, of Ghost Energy is, is all about, just how it gets the brand and our industry out there hopefully in a great way, so. Well, you guys like are with Insomniac, obviously work with like EDC and Life is Beautiful and Brick stuff. And, and there's not like nothing against that stuff, but uh, what was special about like the, the whole alternative emo community is like, there's a lot of different sects of it. Like there's the hardcore, there's the screamo, there's the you know soft, the heavy. Um, but like everyone that you meet in that kind of community, like they have their own like part that they love and they related to. Like like you had bands that I wasn't really, I didn't really know, but I had bands that you didn't really know. But I told you I'd go watch Michelle Branch. <laughs> I would I would have gone, dude. But it was like four years strong last year. Yeah, that was that was the one for me. Like that was like, I've seen them a million times when I was younger, but yeah. like. You get to see people relive like very specific like moments, moments of their lives, which is really music, special. Music can make you remember everything or forget everything in it. Yeah. And the fact that we like look, I it's been my concept. I mean, really since the you know throwback neon sport days, right, of working with the DJs. Because I was like, hey, like, what's the first thing people do when they go to the gym? Headphones, right? The the tie between like our world and music is so like yeah. so obvious. I mean, like, how can we really get out there in a meaningful way? Well, I think you kind of needed this to make the energy journey to make it happen. But yeah, man, just the utmost gratitude and just so, you know, again, like thankful and grateful for where we are. So excited for, for where we're going. But yeah, it's tough to not call out that weekend as yeah. just kind of one of the biggest of the year. Um, Wouldn't blame me. You know, for sure. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks for being on here. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Appreciate you.